Hey guys, thanks for listening. You're here to listen to the first ever interview for Off Topic. Uh, I was lucky enough to sit down with writer, director, producer, independent filmmaker Tony Radevsky uh, over the holidays and run through his back catalogue of short films and some other small projects that he's been involved with. Uh, he gives gives a little uh, insight into what it is to be a independent filmmaker, the thought processes you need to go through, and also a few uh, tips and tricks as to how he broke into the industry. So I really hope that you uh, enjoy uh, this. So I, I know I certainly did. Um, and if you uh, get through the podcast and you think, "Wow, you know, I'd like to know more, I'd like to see some of his films," well, this Sunday, the fourteenth of January. One of his films, Pile, is having its world premiere at the Bondi Pavilion um, at Flickerfest Short Film Festival. And I should have a look at that because if I call it something wrong, I'm going to get in trouble. So no, it is Flickerfest Short Film Festival, thank God. Uh, If you are interested in going to watch this, jump onto the flickerfest.com.au website. Go over to the Sunday the 14th tab. And at the 4.30pm slot, there is the Best of Australian Session 3. And amongst about 10 films, Pile will be there. One of the great things about this film festival is that it qualifies Tony uh, to be considered for an Academy Award. So it's quite a big film festival to be involved with. So if you're into your short films, you're into filmmaking, and you want to support Australian film, then... I hope you enjoy this podcast first. Second of all, jump onto our website, go to the Sunday the 14th, 4.30pm slot uh, for the third session of the Best of Australian Films and come and join uh, Tony, the producer, Pete Ireland, uh, and myself down there. Um, I realise I probably just said Ireland, like I can't help it. I'm sorry, Pete, I can't help it. Um, But uh, I'll I'll see everybody down there uh, who decides that they want to come along. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, hey, 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 how you going? <laughs> Good, how are you? <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you ready for today? I think. <laughs> I think. What are you having? What do you want? Uh, actually, I'll get a soy latte with uh, one sugar, thanks. Small, please. Hey, how are you going? Could, could I get a coffee, please? Um, just a soy latte uh, regular with one sugar, please. Um, are you going to get something? Yeah, I think so. And I, I might grab, like, another... Um, ice long black, please. Do you want anything else? No, no, that's fine. Thank you. I've eaten. Do you want to get like a bagel? No, don't, don't worry about that. Uh, look, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for inviting me oh. to your humble home. Oh, have we actually started? Yeah, the this is it. This is uh, we're getting straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ready. It's go. not often that uh, you know you get a chance to go into someone's home while you talk to them. Yeah, but it's weird when they're sleeping, so I found it a bit strange. <laughs> but... 
<laughs> you left your back door open, so. <laughs> uh, no, look, uh, you've got your dog with you today, right? Yes, Charlie. Do you want to say hi, Charlie? Hi. <laughs> there you go, here's Charlie. You, yeah, good. You'll hear, you'll hear Charlie around a lot today. Now, Charlie, I guess you've got a, a bit of a special relationship with her? Yes, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, uh, I, should, I should let everybody know, first of all, that you and I do have a history. So therefore, uh, there may be some jokes that you know, need a little bit more context. Yeah. Uh, but, um, do we provide the context or not? No, you're sure if you want to, okay. as long as it's not a boring explanation. Yeah, it's, okay. uh, <laughs> but, uh, but Charlie is, has been with you for about three or four years yep. and is kind of like a, a child in a way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean that in like the most positive yeah. way. You know, you really look after her. Yeah, she's a positive child. <laughs> yeah. No, well, she's a Kelpie Collie, um, so she requires a lot of exercise, which means going to the park twice a day, which means yeah. I don't have a life. <laughs> Aside from I can work. vouch for the fact that sometimes it is hard to get hold of you uh, physically. Um, that sounded wrong, uh, but it's hard to get hold of you uh, because yeah, you're out looking after your your dog. Yeah. So every time you call me, I'm either at the dog park, yeah, or at Woolies. Oh, Woolies, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or working, yeah. which is why we're here today to talk about what you do yeah. and while you're working. So uh, you and I know each other from uh, Village Roadshow, Roadshow Home Entertainment, mm-hmm. Warner Ro- Ho- Ro- uh, Roadshow Home Entertainment, mm-hmm. um, and that's probably about fifteen years ago. 10, 15? Yeah. 12, 12. Yeah, we're splitting hairs now. No, I'm just thinking in relation to Salad Fingers, that meme. (laughs) That was the the time that we were at Roadshow and that's about 12 years old. Yeah, cool. So we've been, we've known each other certainly from from that long. And and I know that uh, while you were working at Roadshow, you were heavily involved in film at the time. And I was sitting there as the as the person loving movies, but not really being involved so much. You were so, the typist. <laughs> I, was, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did your work while you went out and uh, made movies, made films. Um, but uh, so what I've known of you is, especially over the years, is that you've you've grown with a, a great sort of back catalogue of of films, but a particular type and set of films, and that's why I want to talk about today because I think a lot of people will be interested in in what you do um, and how you got involved and, and so forth. So. I guess first and foremost, I'll say that if I called you an independent Australian writer, director, producer, that's pretty accurate? Yep. Good. Yep. <laughs> you Sorry, want to add Charlie's, any more to that? No, no, but Charlie's trying to lick you to death. Sorry. That's right. Yeah, Charlie's all over me right now. Hey, Charlie. Hey, go to bed. <laughs> bed. She's a, great, she's a great dog, though. Bed. Yes. Um, okay, I'll go. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> that's like the third <laughs> freaky thing you're saying to me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, <laughs> they're going to come thick and fast. Sorry, it's a bad sense of humour. Uh, the, the, but the first look, the first time I knew you were doing any sort of um, story was around that. Uh, um, the middle, I think, was the first time I knew you producing on that, right? Mm. Yeah. So how did you get involved in in things like that? In the middle. Yeah. yeah. Is it in the middle? Yeah. In the middle. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Yeah, it is a long time ago. That was a project that we um, basically got funding for from the now Screen News of Wales about 15 years ago. Yeah, and is it, that's one of the first films that you did outside Out of, of uni? uni? Yeah. So yeah. I was with uni students, like as in colleagues, yeah. um, and I was producing with um, uh, another friend called Anna. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anna Truman. Yeah, we know Anna. We know Anna. Yeah. And, um, and that was our first project proper experience working with a 
a, a team. You As know, a team, like, yeah, yeah. We, you know, at uni you make films, but they're more, I guess, practice runs a lot of the time. You're not really doing things as you should be. And so sure. it was a big, big learning curve for us. It was, yeah, I remember uh, I came out one day on that shoot uh, and you know, I was really excited by what I saw because mm. I'd never been around a film set uh, before. I'd always watched loads of films. Mm. And I think I'm that classic case of somebody who watches loads of films, especially early on, and thought, oh, I can do that. That's what I, that's what I want to do. Mm. And then seeing that process and, and sort of how it worked, yeah, I was like, wow, this actually looks a lot harder than... Yeah, and then you saw Nicole Kidman, you were like, it's incredible. Oh. <laughs> no, she wasn't in our film. Um, yeah, but that was, again, for us, it was a learning curve because we had to employ people. You know, we had to go through the process. We shot 35 mil film yeah, as 35. well on that project. And wasn't it a special type of film that you used? Uh, two perf, I think it was called, which is like you shoot both sides or something like that. So it's cheaper. So you get more for your, your buck. Yeah. And, um, and we had no idea how film worked because we never worked with film at uni. It was always video. So that was a whole new learning curve, a whole new process, post-process. Yeah. It was just, it was complicated and we had to learn it all. But that was, that that film for, for me and I'll probably say for Anna too was, like I said, a big learning curve because we had no idea. So the film itself, in all honesty, is not fantastic. It, visually, um, it looks good. Oh, look, it looks great. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it sounds great, but it's, you know, uh, narratively, it's not fantastic. And I think we weren't, really equipped at the time to really know how to push a project you yeah, know like yeah. for us it was enough to learn how to actually be a part of the process and but I you've think, got to do that right like you've got to have some project that allows you to grow yeah and it's a shame that it wasn't better um but it taught us a lot yeah exactly so and i know that from from worth. that um anna went on to um get into the tv side of things industry and, and producing and so forth in fact she actually hired me for my first ever role uh i was on top gear season two australia top gear oh that's right um yeah. i need to clarify that because everyone gets really excited when i say top gear and it's like <laughs> oh no it's the australian one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i didn't say that is generally the answer um but uh yeah she hired me for that. that's how i got into uh you know the production side of things so mm. that was that was great that's how i know her um mm. and from your circle back then and we also shot a uh, the part of the 24 Hour Film Festival That's in Newcastle. Right. We did Frankie Frankfurt, that which was, is the, the white yeah. color artist Frankie Frankfurt. Wow, I, that, that, I wasn't even going to talk about that this whole time because <laughs> I just forgot about it. But I remember thinking, this is Anna and my chance to work together before we work on In the Middle, and it'll be a good chance to see how we work together. Yeah. I remember thinking that. And so, okay, excellent. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, that's right. We went up to Newcastle. You had to shoot uh, a film and I gave you, let's say, five locations um, out of, say, ten locations, something like that. You had to go and tick those boxes. Uh, but around those locations, you could make any story that you really wanted to. And it had to be shot in chronological order yeah. or you could only, yes. in, uh, on your camera, in yeah. edit. Yeah. Literally stop, start with the record button yeah. and that's all you could do, which is a good test. It was fun, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. by the end it of it, we were delirious. We didn't make the finals at the <laughs> no. end, but it was a good story. Like we went in with a loose idea of this character called Frankie Frankfurt. So it's a, a comedy yeah. in the vein of like pre-Chris Lilly comedy. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is like revolutionary at the time, but we didn't realize it. And um, it was about this uh, artist called Frankie Frankfurt. He's a white color artist, so he just paints white on white. Yeah, which sounds sure. stupid now, but at the time, it was like, well, that's incredible. Um, and just kidding. And then, and then the whole idea was that uh, he had a competing artist coming into town who was exhibiting at the same time as him. Yeah, and he didn't like that because Frankie was the center of Something attention. Something boom boom. 
Is that the... Yeah, Malcolm Titsy Boom Boom. That's which right. Which is played by Georgia Ravulo. Oh, Georgia Ravulo. Now, there's a little connection yeah. to, to the world. Georgie, and I don't watch a lot of um, SBS or ABC shows. I should. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but he was in, I know... Howzos? Howzos, Swift and Shift Couriers. Yeah. And, and a little bit of Fat Mita, Pizza. And Mita 10 ad. Yeah. And a Mita 10 ad. And Fat Pizza. <laughs> he did a little bit of Fat Pizza, right? No. No, no not a Mita 10 ad. Um, sorry, uh, like a Repco. What's that other Repco car thing? Like a... Not Repco, the other one. Oh, like Super Cheap Order. Yes. That's oh, it. He's in that. Yeah. You know what I, I love about um, uh, Georgie, though, is that you've got someone who, you know, I wouldn't, you know, not going to say stars, but he's certainly a, a part of these films right uh, tv shows he's gonna hate the fact that you said not stars <laughs> <laughs> uh, um no but uh you know i guess someone who acts in stories like that you wouldn't expect that they've gone on to get their doctorate mm. uh so he's actually a doctor georgia mm. Ravulo, mm. and mm. He, he works heavily in the sort of um you know social working and, and social work welfare welfare yeah. Yeah, NRL. He works with NRL um, stars to, to help them post career, I believe, and or, during career, and during career and as well. Welfare, there you go. Yeah. 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 So anyway, don't want to get too sidetracked, but mm. um, yeah, it's interesting that you know he's he's been involved in that sort of stuff and now is off doing all these things. Mm. Mm. And I did watch him at the com not comedy store. He was in the comedy the, show. Um, improv. The improv thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. That was yeah. that was good. Celebrity theatre sports emphasis on celebrity. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Georgie, you are a star. <laughs> uh, if you're ever listening. Um, but anyway, let's get a little bit sidetracked. So then, Broken, is one of the next ones that uh, you direct. You wrote and direct directed. Yeah. Yep. And. Broken is also the prodigal son, yep. right? That they link together. Yep. Tell me about that. So uh, Broken was the first film or documentary that I did outside of uni. So I left uni and um, basically Broken and the prodigal son is about my cousin uh, Ted who hadn't spoken to his dad for 15 years. His dad actually refused to speak to him yeah. um, because he was gay. Or he's, right. he's gay. So uh, the story looked... Uh, uh, Broken was the first year of that story, but then I followed them for a second year and a third year, which became The Prodigal Son, Yeah, okay. essentially. So The Prodigal Son was then looking at the recommunication between father and son and the mum, my auntie, who was caught in the middle of 15 years, you know, yeah. uh, devoted to her husband, but also loving her son and trying to be that middle person who, who really never got what she wanted, you know, um, and was trying to be everything for everyone. But they started talking again after 15 years because my uncle got cancer. Yeah. And so I think it was realising that time's short and, uh, you know, yeah. why aren't I talking to my to son? Reconnect. So the doctor was looking at that, that reconnection. Excellent. And, uh, and SBS picked that up? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. So, so Broken travelled on its own to festivals as a 10-minute little piece and yeah, right. then um, I used that... To, and I approached SBS and I said, look, there's a story that's developing, that's current, that, you know, it's still happening and I want to follow it. Um, what do you think? And then I got a pre-sale from SBS, which is essentially some money um, from them to, to, to shoot the project. And then we got some money from Screen Australia as well to, um, to shoot it and then Screen New South Wales to finish it. Yeah, so, brilliant. So, yeah. so a few people put a little bit of money yeah, in. Yeah, and it screened on SBS and it was one of those things where... Is I that the way it sort of works? How do you mean? Like, like the um, money? Like you, do you generally find that you get things from one source or you sort of piece together sometimes from different oh, sources? Oh, it's different. It depends on how much you need. 
you yeah, know, okay. like, and um, with this one, it wasn't a huge budget, but it it was it was weird because again, I'd never dealt with such money. Like, it's not a huge budget, but compared to what I've been dealing with, it's a big budget. You know, yeah, where yeah. I could actually take time off. So this is actually the time where halfway through this process, I've left Village Roadshow, Warner Roadshow. So. Thank goodness I had left that place. <laughs> they were learning a new software system that I could be bothered at that oh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Rim 2 or whatever it was called. That one, yep. And um, I just thought, oh, it's a good time to leave now. And it just worked because, you know, we got some fun- the funding through and that allowed me to take some time off and, and just yeah. focus on that project. So I think, you know, there are a lot of people who are looking to get into film uh, who generally would have that comment of, I, don't, I can't do what I want to do because I don't have the money. Do you remember how you across SBS? Like, how, how did you get that connection? How did you approach them? Mm. Um, I had no contacts there at all. So, basically, I just had a 10-minute short film, which is broken, and then I sent that in as a VHS to yeah. SBS. I looked it up on the internet. Yeah. Um, just to their customer service type thing, or they had... No, know. they've got... You could see the names of the commissioning editors there at the time. Yeah. And then I, I sent it to them directly, and then I got... Uh, I think it was a, a letter back saying nice. we're interested or something. I think I think it was something formal like a letter of interest or something yep. and come talk to us or, or something like that with uh, a recommendation that I attach a producer on there because obviously I was uh, an amateur at the yeah, time okay. and was just telling a story and I didn't know where, you know, they obviously wanted somebody who could guide me, yeah. you know, in storytelling. And at a festival my film played in, I can't remember which one, Broken, I remember one of the judges was Tom Zabricki and he's a doco director, yeah. but he also mentors a lot into, as a producer. Okay. And so I got in contact with him and um, I spoke to him. I sent him an email and he emailed me back um, initially saying, I don't know what the currency of this story is. He remembered seeing it at this festival and he said um, he wasn't totally interested, to be honest, at the beginning um, because he didn't see the, the, the currency of it in the sense that he thought the story had finished but he had no idea where it was going. Yeah, okay. And so then I met with him and talked about it and then and then he was interested and then from there is when we started the process of getting funding together and, and Okay, like so that. he so helped a little bit yeah. with getting the extra bits that he Yeah, because I have no idea. I had no, no idea at the no. time how to do any of that. So that was useful to get yeah. a champion like that saying, look, he believes in it, so but I think trust him. That's a good lesson for people out there uh, in terms of how you originally got in, which is just... You know, knocking on doors essentially yeah. is what you did, right? Yeah, and there were other producers that I approached, um, but again, like I wasn't, I, I felt a connection with him in terms of the storytelling because he's a, he's a really great observational storyteller. So he, he films his own stuff with a camera yeah. on his own, you know, just for hours and just sits there and observes. And that's exactly the, the type yeah. of filmmaker I am in terms of a documentarian, yeah. um, a documentary filmmaker. So he was aesthetically the same as me. So yeah. that was perfect. That's great. I mean, you, now you don't have to send VHSs anymore. You can send a Vimeo link or whatever it is. Uh, no, I still send VHSs. <laughs> now, from memory, one of the um, next sort of one of the most awarded films uh, sort of came next for you, um, an animation, Ephemeral. Do you think that's the most awarded? Well, no, I was saying one of like in that little period there, like that sort of 
you could hit that and then you, you I remember you went to like Sydney I think prodigal, the oh. prodigal son is that you think yeah oh, okay <laughs> right. I know I'm just, I'm just saying maybe it was just the buzz at the time that's, that's, that's all I mean is uh, I just remember doing the glitz and glamour of um, the Sydney Film Festival oh yeah uh, and going into the state theatre yeah to watch let me take so. you back there June no, um, it was, um, yeah, so the second film um, that I made, or third film if you want to call it. Hang on, broken. I'm just going to throw the ball for your dog. Yeah, hold on. Go, and then go to bed. <laughs> um, the third, or fourth film, actually, so if we're saying in the middle, Broken the Prodigal Son, yeah. um, is ephemeral, so it's a short animation. And um, obviously, at the time, I didn't animate. Yeah, that's a, that's a big hurdle to yeah, overcome. Yeah, it's a big hurdle. <laughs> I draw, but I didn't animate. <laughs> Um, and so it was a weird coincidence because Prodigal Sun was happening that was getting some attention in terms of like festivals and, and, and yeah. awards and whatnot. Um, and uh, I contacted, um, I'm just trying to think, Jong Su, who's my co-director and also the animator, yeah. um, the 3D animated artist. He, I'm just thinking how I got in contact with him on the project. So we started working together on that, but I approached him because I saw... No, he sent me an email, actually. This is how it worked. So yeah, yeah. he saw an article, I think in If Magazine, that said, talked about Prodigal Son and the documentary. And Jong Su went to primary school with me. I was going to say, I thought there was a history In there, year yeah. three, in year four, in year five. And it's funny because my sister, who's my twin, went to the same primary school with me. And when I mentioned to her that Jong Su um, contacted me, she said, oh, do you remember the, the face drawing he did in year six? Because we all drew our faces in year six and his was incredible. Yeah. Like the detail was incredible. Yeah. Um, and I said, um, yeah, and then, I, then I, he emailed me saying, I work in film too, I work at Animal Logic, you know, I've done, you know, I'm working on Happy Feet at the moment or just finished or something, um, you know, let's catch up. And yeah. at the time, I was thinking about animation ideas randomly. Yeah. I had these like, and you're ideas. still stuck on Animal Logic, as you said, <laughs> yeah. that. I didn't hear anything after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and anyway, so then we met, and then I, I, you know, I said, how weird is this, like, like kismet, you know, we're just meeting. And I've got a few ideas and he wanted to work. He wanted, you know, when you're working for a company like, like Animalogic, sometimes you want to break on and work in our own stuff, you know, and I think he was looking for that break and looking yeah. to sort of start creating some things. And so then we uh, started putting together this animation called Ephemeral, which is basically a, um, these sort of weary passengers on this train ride home who are connected by this rolling Coke can. And he... Uh, we were working on it, you know, doing some concept art for it and things like that. And we applied for some Screen Australia funding and uh, the funding we applied for was development funding. At the time, they actually had development money for short animation, which was weird. Now yeah. you'd never get that. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get it. And then um, it was disappointing, but then they got in touch and said... Is that the first time you were knocked back for an application? Well, that's really... I mean, that's my second application. Sure, you know, but I'm just wondering if that was in, the first time you yeah, were knocked back. Yeah, knocked back. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we got. They said to us, you know, we really love this idea, and you know, we want you to apply for the production funding that's coming up in a couple of months. Develop yeah. the project further, have a script. Yeah. Um, and we did, and we worked on it further, and then we got it. And so. Good. I just because I always think it's important for um, anyone listening that it's always, um, it's, no, it's not always yeses. You know, no, you, you hear that it's no's, and obviously no. we could sit here and talk all day about the mm. things you're, you've mm. made, um, as if you've just had yeses every time. You'll get a whole lot of rejections. Yeah. You get a whole lot of no's. Yeah, yeah. You get a whole lot of pushback throughout, even now. Do you know, like up until this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but going back to ephemeral, we we uh, submitted, we were successful, and then we spent the next two years really just animating it and working on it. And 
you develop a whole new level of patience when you're working with animation, even digital animation, you know, because it takes time to render, it takes time to, you know, everything takes time, you know. Um, and then two years, two and a half years actually. Um, so we finished that in 2008. And um, yeah, and then that premiered at Stuttgart Animation Festival in Germany. Yeah, nice. Um, and that was its big sort of premiere, which was great. And then it went to Sydney Film Festival, which is what you were referring to before. Yeah. Um, and ended up, um, at the Dendies and won the most innovative film. Yeah, short oh, film. I remember. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the award that you're talking about. So. S- second most awarded film so far <laughs> that we spoke about. <laughs> uh, uh, so then we moved on. You did um, another short, which was, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, basically just a almost two-man team um, in Matchstick. Um, (laughs) Yes. And I remember this one because I said, Tony and I do have a little bit of history and uh, I've always wanted a role in one of his films. And he said, yep, no worries. I've got a role that has no dialogue. You'd be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) The running joke. So so that was really nice. It was was nice to work uh, with you on that. And and that, you know, had its its own little, Mm. its own little... um, how would I say, a tour yes. uh, around. We went up to, was it Noosa? Byron Bay, maybe. Byron Bay, I think I travelled to. Yeah, so this, so this film, just to give you some context, I, you know, I wrote it very quickly. It was yeah. just like, let's do something really quickly, you know, okay, and then I, you know, I wrote it in two days or something. Um, and then it involved sh- some nudity on your behalf as it well. Because yep. Sean was playing himself um, as an adult and also as a child. And the whole film, it was ex- more experimental, a bit more abstract. Yeah. And it was just about Sean um, as a child was abused by um, his uncle. And um, it was the effects that that abuse had um, in his adulthood and his questioning of his sexuality and all, all sorts of things. So, um, but done in an abstract way. So it was, um, you, you were playing yourself. Um, as yeah. a child, and you were nude. I was, yeah. You had to get me nude somehow, right? As, we'll go past that. Look, that was a lot of fun. Uh, there was no funding needed for that one. It was just shot. No, we just did it. And, yeah. and, you know, it was good. And I had my nephew play, you know, your younger version when you see him. And, like, it was yeah. a nice little, you know, a nice little project. And, and you know, it went to, like, it played at Mardi Gras Film Festival. Um, it yeah. played at, um, I think it was Queer fruits or something festival yeah i went to a few different festivals particularly um lgbtqi festivals um and had some interesting questions around uh the content and and q a's and it was good it was good now this the next couple i just want to go through fairly quickly but i don't know part one love i actually don't know what that is i know you know i do know what that is is that the um aids one Okay, that, I'm going to correct you there. Can I call it AIDS? No, it's HIV. <laughs> it's, AIDS oh, went, no, it's, it's HIV. So it's, sorry. It's, yes, yes. Um, oh, no. That's what I meant, HIV, sorry. Yeah, so it's, that, that was, we did that for Mardi Gras Film Festival and that basically is um, looking, it's a really simple documentary, really honest sort of raw documentary about uh, six guys who, are talk, who all have HIV, who, yeah. who talk about um, their navigations with love. And, and how they get it across, you know, yeah. and how they... And I like do how remember they this one now. It was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah just yeah. talking heads, really open, honest conversations about it. I was, uh, I was in the UK at this point, so yes. I wasn't heavily involved in, like, as in... That's when I say excuse. heavily involved in just talking about <laughs> it, so... Yeah. Um, uh, so that was good. I, I remember that one. Uh, Hole was... 
Yeah. And yeah, that, that's what came out of... Continue on to the LGBTIQ theme. But that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I did that very quickly. So we, again, I've got this... Sometimes I do this thing similar to uh, Matchstick where I have this urge to just create and I just do it really quickly and I have an idea and I just go with it and I run with it. And there's madness in that and there's also method, but it's mo mostly madness. And so... Um, I had some time for like a week or four days to do something and I thought, what should I do? What can I do? And I was at this, by this point I've started animating, you know, illustrating. There's another project that I produced uh, called Chip, which yeah. uh, Peter Allen directed. Chip, yeah. Um, I did illustration for that. And so I was getting up my skills, I guess, in terms of my own animation yeah. skills and, and illustrating skills. And so I thought, what can I do that's really simple that could be interesting as a narrative but not complicated? And then I thought, oh, okay, well, what if there's two guys having a conversation between a glory hole, you know, yeah. which starts off quite sexualized, but becomes a conversation yeah. and they start opening up to each other and, and, and connecting. Um, and then at the end of the film, it's a short film, it's only six, seven minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they come to this point where they have this legitimate connection with each other. Um, but then we're brought back to reality again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, so I did, I did that. I, we, I recorded that um, with Pete. So I was one voice um, on one side and Pete Island. Um, who yeah, we'll is, go, we're going to talk about Pete yeah, a little bit later. Yeah. yeah, so he was the other voice on the other side and I had a loose script and we did some ad lib around it, you know, in terms of the conversation. And then I edited the six, seven minute audio piece and then I animated it. So, it took so about if, three if Pete days. is listening and we are going to talk about you a little bit later, Pete, but um, obviously your face is not good enough. For, for screen but your uh, voice is and my voice is not good enough for screen but my face is so maybe yes. you and I can c compare and you can dub over my <laughs> acting yes, I love it that's great I love it oh this, some, Tony's telling us something um, right uh, so that was no I remember watching that and that was good and then I'm going to pronounce this wrong Dedo yeah that's right oh good good I've, I've been practicing um, so then you did Dedo and that yeah tell us about Dedo and, and Pile. Yeah, so Dedo is really my first proper sort of, um, not that Matchstick wasn't proper, that was more experimentation, um, but narrative uh, drama short. And that was uh, done uh, two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah, two and a, half, a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and we uh, applied for the then uh, Metro Screen Fund, uh, a breaks program. I think it's called First Breaks or Breaks or something. And it was a funding program for drama shorts. Yeah. Uh, Metro Screen no longer exists, unfortunately. Um, and we were the last to go through that scheme before it closed down. Yeah, right. And so they fund a couple of projects, I think a handful, I think five or six projects. Um, and Dether was one of them. And that was um, uh, a film that Pete Island, we mentioned him earlier, produced. Um, he also produced Part One Love, which is what we forgot to mention. But um, And then that, you know, in that scheme you had... Uh, scripts workshops that we developed the scripts over a period of two months and then you went to production and they funded um, they funded half of the production um, and then we sort of had to fund the rest okay uh, so that's yeah, another but now you're at a point where you have your own connections uh, in terms of finding money you know you, you've spoken to people about you can never have enough connections in terms sure. of finding money because you know with Dedo we used the um, Australian Cultural Fund which is and that's a good that's a good tip too it's sort of it's sort of like your what are those funding platforms that you raise money through people what's it called um like a bursary no scholarship like a bursary no. <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's my uh, english uk job no. <laughs> <laughs> working in a school looking for no, bursaries. I'm talking about like sorry like kickstarter and things like that um it's similar to that but the difference is um you can um 
anything over I think two dollars is um, tax deductible, hundred percent tax deductible. So we approach businesses um, and places like that that were connected to, like for example, Dedo is a Macedonian content film, and so we approached Macedonian businesses yeah. saying, "Hey, you don't see a lot of content. I hate using the word content uh, films on screen um, that are Macedonian, and so would you be interested in funding?" Uh, giving us some money for, for this film. And so we approached a lot of these companies and a lot of them were keen, you know, uh, wanted to support us and the benefit is this tax break too. So, yeah, right. um, all this tax deduction, I should say. So It's an interesting uh, way to navigate getting money that people yeah. don't realise. You just don't have to go out and get straight up um, cash from the government. You can go out and use tax laws and things like that to try... Yeah, and, and look, there's, there's Kickstarter and stuff like that that isn't tax deductible, but I think... It's one, Kickstarter is one of those things where, like, I think people are really overseeing um, people asking for money, you know, like directly, yeah. like friends and family. And look, that's fine. Like, and I think, you know, if, if you can afford to do that, you give. I give where I can if I believe in a project and a yeah. group of people. But, you know, you're seeing it very, like, uh, the last couple of years a lot, you know. And I think we need to get to a point where we're more targeted in our approach in terms of who we need to approach. And this is what we're, we've been doing is targeting that and going, okay, so how can we make this buy-in to this film uh, beneficial for both of us, do you yeah. know? Yeah. No, good. Uh, so then we've got... I'm going to go through the, the next two. So we Pile a little bit. Mm. Um, now, on your IMDb has Little Bird, but I believe Pile is Little Bird, right? Yes. And uh, then you had Fences. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's go on to Pile, because I know that was a big one for you. Yeah, so Pele, again, was uh, a fully self-funded. Yeah, so not, not the fun- Brazilian footballer Pele. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> also pronounced Pile. <laughs> um, yeah, so Pile is a short that is, um, again, uh, self-funded. So we use the Australian Cultural Fund and we've raised the most money we could through that. Um, we actually, I think, raised about $15,000 through that. Um, and then I put the rest in, in terms of my own money. Um, and it's ba- Pillar is a film that's based on an experience I had as a child. So the uncle and auntie that were in The Prodigal Son, yeah, um, yeah. They, we used to visit them as kids and they had a farm out in, like deep in the Blue Mountains. And you, you see that farm a little bit on... Yes. Yeah. yeah um, so we went back son? to the location, yeah. not the exact location, but literally five, two minutes away. Yeah, right. And, um, and so, and so is, um is set on this, on this particular farm. And uh, when I was a kid, my, there's one experience that I had that has stayed with me, like, for, till now. And an experience that I had that I thought, I did the wrong thing. I made the wrong choice. You know those moments that you have, those real moral dilemmas as kids, yeah. where you're like, you remember the moment, and you're like, I made the wrong choice yeah. in that moment. So um, one afternoon, I remember coming out into the uh, yard, and my uncle was there with his rifle, uh, with my dad and my twin sister. And they were searching for something. There was this kerfuffle happening and they were like looking for something. I was like, oh, what's going on? Like coming out into the daylight, this little soft boy going, oh. I don't um, like the outdoors. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Put me back inside. Um, And uh, yeah, so we went, we, you know, I walked out and they're they're doing this kerfuffle happening. And then anyway, my uncle, my sister points to this tree like, oh, it's there, it's there, you know. And then I look and there's like this, massive goanna like this creature and um my uncle from a distance with his rifle shot it and it fell yeah and you know it was far away it was like 30 meters away or not 30 20 meters away or something 15 meters away and it fell into these sort of like uh rough rough uh leaves and we you know we approached and i can i saw myself i remember they were were ahead of me and i was sort of behind them sort of approaching going what's going on oh my god 
And, you know, um, my sister was rejoicing with my dad, little bitch. Like she was just, she was like, yeah, like, you know, they're excited about it, you know? Yeah. And here's me, like you can imagine me as a boy, like it's funny, just to give you a quick context, my sister at that age, you know, we're twins, but she was always bigger than me up until I was 13, before my growth spurt. Yeah. Like she was always taller, bigger. She was always the masculine one. She was always the one that would push me and kick, you know, like she, <laughs> yeah, she was that type yeah. of um, sibling. So throughout my whole life I was abused in that way um but you know she so you know she and her her herself and my dad had a a close connection in that way because I think they had this you know this camaraderie in that sense and so I always felt out of that fold you know and so you know they imagine you know they're running up to this lizard looking for her and they couldn't find it yeah they couldn't find it looking everywhere you know it's like a horror now it's circled around (laughs) that's right (laughs) turn into like this flying beast no um, and so they're looking for it and, you know, I'm looking at my dad and my sister and they were rejoicing and connecting. They're excited about it. And I'm looking going, and at this time I'm thinking, I remember consciously thinking, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it, you know, because the, the reason they shot it is because it was eating the chickens like that my uncle had and the eggs. And so it's awful now. Like I'd be like, yeah. don't, don't shoot, you know, <laughs> like a, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. a Australian must, you know, reptile or whatever. But at the time, you know, 20 years ago or however long, 25 years ago, um, you know, uh, it was just eating all his um, livestock. Yeah. So, so, so they're, they're looking for this uh, lizard and I, I thought I'm going to find it. And so I was searching, 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 and I went further away, you know, quite far away actually from them. And I found it. Yeah, and and, I, and they're still do? looking, and you can just imagine me. I'm looking at it. It's between this log and this sort of like this this rough sort of grass, and I'm looking at it. It's bleeding, and I'm looking away towards my sister and her dad, and they're still searching. Yeah, you know, like meters away, and I'm thinking in this moment, what should I do? Yeah. What should I do? What I wanna I wanna get that connection. Like I wanna feel that like well done, son. You know, like that, <laughs> yeah. that moment because I never I'm got proud that. Of you, Sonny. Yeah, like good work. <laughs> you know. And so then I like I had this moment. I'm looking at this lizard who's still alive, and I'm like, oh, oh, dilemma, dilemma. And then I just turned around and I went tetin, like which means uncle in Macedonian. Yeah. I called out, and then he came, and then he just walks right up to the lizard and next to me. Didn't even tell me to move back. Pulled his rifle up and shot it in front of me. In front of you, yeah. Right in that moment. Well, you called him over. So and then I he thought you were okay with this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. But it was so primal the whole thing and I just went and in that moment as he shot it I just thought that's the wrong I made the wrong decision I knew yeah. in that moment I made the wrong decision and I yeah I had the accolades at the end of yeah good haha yeah 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 but it was flawless like as in not flawless it was like it, not worth it like yeah. it was just it felt empty like that, yeah, that yeah. I felt empty at the end so see and now that you've been making uh, the, like films right from the beginning through to this particular film, Pile, it, you know, the production budget's gone up. You're, you're learning all these lessons through about what sort of crew you need to get, what way you like to tell stories. So, you know, you're a lot more honed, I guess, by this point, um, which means that, you know, I can tell that you're clearly passionate about this story. So it's nice to be able for you to go and, and actually tell it the way you want to tell it. Mm. Uh, well, on that note, yeah. like this, this film basically was almost like a correction of that moment for me. Yeah, right. So it's like... What can I do to correct that moment? Yeah, you know? and we won't and so, give that away in case anyone yeah. wants to uh, look that up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that that's Pile. So that's the yeah. the film that we did last year, or early this year. What year is it? Two seventeen? No, two eighteen. Yeah, last year. And then you came out with a film? with a bang <laughs> with a, <laughs> a film, and this one obviously I've seen, and we have a little bit of fun between us. Uh, Fences. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to like all of your films, right? Yeah, <laughs> dickhead. Um, <laughs> so Fences is an animated documentary that was born out of uh, some research I was doing for another film that we'll talk about um, soon. Yeah. And the, I was really interested in the idea because one of the ideas in this film is about um, big fences that are separating societies, you know? Yeah. And so I did some research into, I guess, the history of fences and the history of walls and barriers and borders. And um, I came up with this, uh, which wasn't meant to be a film, but it just became a film as I was doing it. Um, and yeah, that's fences. And it was this sort of experimentation, really. Yeah. And I got that. And uh, no, no, and I mean that. No, no, no. This is why and I can see your face. And I mean that in a sense of, because sometimes you'll send me things that are unfinished just to say, oh, what did you think of that sort of thing? And I thought it was one of those moments that it was like, oh, this is going to be preceding something else. Uh, I'm doing something bigger with it. And then that's what was in my head. And then you said, no, no, that's, that's it. Like, that's the thing. And now other people loved it. It's gone on to do well. It's gone into festivals, yes? Yes. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> such a dickhead <laughs> you're uh, yeah. such a dickhead um, so this is the thing what's so, it about it's about like it had like donald trump stuff in there as well didn't yeah it? it's just yeah. basically it's it's essentially uh it, it's one shot and it's animated yeah. and it's a, a bunch of fences that we run across and we get little mini narratives as we go across these different yeah. fences so we're moving from you know uh the mexican border to yeah. you know Afghanistan, and it's to... helped with audio as well, like as well as yeah, visual. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, I say experimentation, but it is because I like to really, for me, I was really playing against the visual, and I you know I'm trying to draw an audience into unseen narratives. So yeah, you, yeah. you can hear them, and you can hear what's going on, and there's you know one scene where we're going through you know, Palestine, and you know like it's just you don't understand what they're saying, but you can feel it, yeah. and it's about this idea of this this this. Uh, disconnection you know and this world being separated by these borders and it's really quite fucked you yeah. know and yeah. i was trying to say uh, basically with this one big fence line that was a fence line that was a continuation of various fence lines from today and the past yeah. from the berlin wall to things like that that you know what traditionally divides us also connects us as well yeah in a way because we are we all we're all fighting the same fight essentially well, and that's you know, to i saw a, an article the other day um, and I can't remember, it's a state in America, I can't remember which one, but basically there was a golf course that went into um, an African-American neighbourhood and what they had done is you know, they, put a, they put a fence up around and then they put all these trees so no one can see across into the, into the um, golf, like just a golf course. And the reason why you think, well, you know, it's their land, they can do what they want with it. But they, they purposely put them there so nobody not just could see in, but so all of the golf club members didn't have to see out. Mm. And uh, they're actually pulling all of that, all the trees down now and changing the way the chain link fence looks mm. because of the fact that they, it's segregation, you know, the, the idea of having these trees blocking the view and then this real old rusty chain link fence, which nobody else sees except the African-American neighborhood. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would... Certainly, your your story is mm, mm. is very um, apt for this time. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. So did I make up for it? No. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're still a dickhead. Uh, um, so yeah, that that's fences. And again, 
it was an experiment. It was just a, a me doing some research and, and sometimes, and similar to whole, like where I sort of get on this, I get on this groove, like where I, I sort of can't stop and I, I could just keep working at it and I'm working at it. Yeah. And that was, and fences was something I did over like four or five days where I just kept working on it and developing it and it became a film. You know? And it was something like that that you have done pretty much off your own back or well, off your own back. You've approached other like film festivals. Is that what you do? You, you just, again, cold call, you write to them and send it through. Is that the process? Of... Oh, just a regular film entry. So, you know, it's yeah. just you... Um, I, I remember at the time, I think Antenna Film Festival, which is a, a Australia sort of premier documentary film festival, um, I thought, you know, I could, I could send it to Antenna, see what happens. You know, yeah. they've got a short comp, which is a, just Australian films. Um, and it got accepted, you know. Um, and it's one of those films that, you know, it's, a, it's very much a, a sort of... Um, it's a gentle narrative. It doesn't sort of slap you over the head with everything. It's not complex in that way. Like it's, for me, it was just like a mediation uh, or meditation, I should say, sorry, that when you're watching it, you're sort of meditative. You're thinking about, you know, you've got time to think about what the meaning is here and, 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 and really feel it, you know, um, as this sort of camera is traveling across this fence line. So yeah, it's not one of those films that will slap you. Like it's just, yeah. it's, you just take it in and it's, it's a, it creates a feeling, hopefully, by the end of it. And maybe promote some thought. Yeah, of course. For, well, this is, the, this is the idea. Yeah. So. Uh, so I read somewhere that you are on the rise. And what's, what does that mean? Where did you read that? <laughs> I read that on your Facebook wall <laughs> as part of, uh, is it Screen New South Wales? Yeah, part of Screen New South Wales uh, having an interview with you. Yes. And I think their opening line was that you're on the rise. On the rise. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're referring to the, the, the new project. So they're yeah. referring to a, the uh, a project called Risen. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, it was their little it. double entendre because Pile is about a bird flying and Risen is rise yeah. and I'm rising and you know, it's all <laughs> happening. Um, no, so yeah, so it's a, it's a new project um, called Risen. Yeah, right. Um, I have had the privilege of reading that script um and uh i think i really like this one really really like it oh thanks. and yeah, yeah uh good. and i can see that um you know once it's all sort of done and dusted that i think other people are going to love it too but did this is this is a film where you didn't you haven't just sort of written it got some money and you've made it there was another sort of step in the process for this you went to is it the berlin film festival or is it Biennale talents? I always get them wrong. Berlinale. Biennale is something else. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on Cockatoo <laughs> Island somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, about two years ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Actually, I think it was exactly two years ago. I was writing a script and I know it's exactly two years ago because a Facebook memory told me. All oh, right. Yeah, so um, I, was, I went away, um, went down south for the week um, with Charlie my dog yeah. to get away, to get away, to get away um, yeah. during the summer. Like, um, and it was like a beach holiday. It rained every day, <laughs> every day, like full on. But it you, was still, just you still went for walks with it Charlie. Was, yes, of course, because yeah. she's a Kelpie, she has to go. <laughs> and, but it was interesting because again, the film that I was writing was of that mood. You know, yeah. it was gray, it was dark, you know, thematically. So it sort of worked at the end. 
anyway, so um, two years ago, I was writing this script um, that I had this idea, because I had this idea for many years, for several years, about this world with floating people in it and drugs. And I, and for years, I had no idea how to connect it. You know, I, I the few weeks ago, a few months ago, sorry, I opened up a Word document from 2007, I think, um, where I was starting to write a treatment for this film and it yeah. was so different, but thematically the same. And I was like, oh, and I just couldn't do it at the time. And so recently or that or two years ago, um, I just started writing the script and I spent a whole week just writing it, you yeah. know, and then I left it and I left it for a couple of months. And then I found um, online Berlinale Talents, which is a initiative that um, is run by the Berlin Film Festival, where they bring together a whole group of emerging filmmakers from around the world. Yeah, um, it's, it's a huge film festival, isn't it? Yeah, Berlin, Berlin yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Berlin Talents happens concurrently as the festival's going on. Yeah. And so I thought this is, they had a, they've got different talent stations uh, where you can submit your scripts, whether they're short feature, documentary, you know, things in development. Um, and it's based on like a selection. So they select you to be a part of this uh, to program. And so I applied. I applied for Berlinale Talents and I applied for, um, and I sent in Risen, my script. Yeah. And um, it was selected. Yeah. So uh, from that point... My they, life changed from that point. They, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're, um, they flew you over. <laughs> yes. That's right, yeah. So then you got to sit around with filmmakers from another world writing... And working on a script. Yeah, and developing. So, you know, I, it was amazing because you're collaborating with a group of people from around the world, yeah. you know, from different parts, of the, different parts of the world. People have different processes, different opinions to you, different ideas, and they all contribute to the You're program. really right under a flight path. I know. That's fine. Uh, the keep going. I just wanted to <laughs> mention it. Yeah, I don't know what it sounds like on radio. Yeah. It sounds like it's... Sounds like a plane. Plane sounds like a plane. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, the whole process was was, was fantastic because, yeah. and it's not just the artistic exchange; it's it's a cultural exchange. It's actually learning about these these these, these other filmmakers and and what what their processes are like because they're not all the same. You yeah, know? and you, you've made a, a couple of friends, um, I guess, or yeah. connections at least from yeah. from that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> any more on that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kidding. No, no, no. no, we support each other. You know, we've got things like uh, Facebook groups set up with uh, talents from that year. And, you know, there's, we're always sort of looking, you know, posting things if we need crew in certain places of the world or need help. Or, you know, I know um, uh, my editor, I actually met at Berlinale Talents, who was my editor for Risen. Yeah. You know, he's got a close group of editing buddies from around the world that they share information, they share ideas. You know, yeah. we, all, we all connect and we stay connected. Yeah, that's good. So you've come back with this script. Uh, it's looking good. You've decided to make it. You've received funding for it as part of um, this, um, I can't call it Biennale. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? And as part of the funding, they've also said to you that you can develop this thing. Yeah, further. Right. Yeah. Further, yeah. I love the way you're trying to wrap things up really quickly. <laughs> but I want to talk about the plane trip. And I want to talk about <laughs> drinking. What did you watch on the plane? I want to talk about going out. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the um, Berheim. I want to talk about... <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah. So I came back and um, we thought we've got some... Well, what can we do with it, you know? And... Um, Screen Australia had uh, a funding round set up where they support a short proof of concept along with a longer form version of whatever that is. So that could be web series, that could be a VR project, it could be a feature film, TV series, whatever. 
And so Pete Island, who we've mentioned a few occasions yeah. um, on this podcast, he and I applied, and uh, as well as George Ravulo, who's the um, the associate producer yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, we applied and we ended up getting money for it. So what came with that was some money for production, so producing a short proof of concept, yeah. and also developing the longer form project, which in our case is a TV series. Right, and how's that going? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's good. It's, it's kind of a new process though for you. Yeah, well, the, the, we've just finished editing the short so we're in post-production for the short okay, um, yep. in terms of visual effects, sound design, that sort of thing, because there's a few visual effects elements in there. Um, and once we have that, that will be our selling piece, selling tool. It's interesting because it's one of those things where you're f the, the tricky thing here is that we're creating a short film and a short film is a very different thing to a TV series, for example, yeah. right? And it, it's hard to sell all the elements that you want to sell in a short and present it as such, if that makes sense. So a TV series will have a hook in there, will have you know, all these sort of elements. And we're in the situation where we go, we can shoot, we shot our, our, our short film Risen as a straight narrative, like a linear narrative with all those points. In the post-production process, though, when I went to, I went to Tasmania where Anthony, our editor's based, and we went wild. Yeah. We went a bit crazy. Yeah. And this is also, again, this is uh, initiated um, through conversation about how we can, you know, how can we approach this film? Should we approach it narratively and do this uh, like a linear narrative and do it straight as it was shot? Yeah. Or should we potentially cut it and almost cut it in half and fold it? Yeah. And then present it in a different way. And really cut for emotional logic as opposed to just narrative story logic. And so um, we went for the latter. So we went wild and we sort of cut it, we folded it in half, cut it. Again, spurred on by, supported by my editor because yeah. he was, he, you know, he's crazy and mental. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because we sat back and watched the first cut of it when we went crazy because we cut it as a narrative and it was great. It was, the linear version was fine. Yeah. But as a short film, I was like, oh, if I'm sitting watching this at a festival, like... I want to be wondering. I want to be watching this, trying to figure things out. Like I want, I want an audience to bring themselves to it. You know, more often than not, we're producing work. A lot of not where, but more often than not, you see a lot of middle of the road sort of safe work. You know that yeah. doesn't require you to connect. You know, you're just sort of it's sort of washing over you. We thought to ourselves, we're going to make these bitches work. You know, like <laughs> as you're watching it, we want people to, to really connect and yeah. to really think and to wonder and to go, not to the point where it's annoying, not to the point where it's like, what the fuck are they doing? You know, yeah, yeah, this but, is too much. But, but to the point of where it, towards the end it links and you're like, oh, okay. Anyway, we're watching this, this, this first edit back and we thought oh, there was such a, an emotional resonance to it, like where we felt like, we connected more with it. Like we just felt like, or maybe we were just over the, the days of editing going, oh, and something fresh. But we, there was a legitimate connection with it where we just looked at it and we're like, that really works. Like the visuals are talking to each other. Like the, not just the action that's taking place, but the cuts were actually giving us other meanings, you know, that yeah. when they were cut and put up against each other. And, and you know, and that was interesting because I don't normally cut in that way this is a very I don't, I don't want to say experimental because it's not but but it was a different way of working yeah. and um for us like with the tv series you know it's not going to be like that in terms of this sort of disjointed narrative but there are elements of 
a disjointed um, intersection of stories throughout the longer version yeah. where you're not watching it backwards and forwards and getting this whole memento thing but you're but there's but but things are intersecting at certain points so yeah, I guess it reflected the longer form version in that way but the risk that we took is that we aren't we didn't cut it in a linear fashion yeah. and so that's that's the one thing that I'm I you know with Pete the producer and I we're like oh and the editor like have we done the wrong thing? Should we have presented this in a more linear fashion? Should we be more um, overt with the meaning behind things or not so poetic? And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's, we made a choice and that's a choice that we made. And, you know, we're sticking by it because we believe in it. Yeah. And that's good because I like how you say we believe in it because I know that you do have a lot of collaborators and it's probably a good time to bring up uh, Pete Island. Um, uh, I've known Pete just for a few years, obviously, uh, ever since, I guess, you've met him. But um, I've never had a chance to work with him. But I know you guys work together on many films. Mm. Um, tell me about Pete. Like, you know, what, is, what does he do uh, with you and, and for you? How does he... Well, well, well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd like to hear more, come on to my X-rated <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, turn on the webcam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, what was the question? <laughs> no, no. Just tell me about Pete. Like, you know, how do you guys work together? Uh, obviously, to stick with someone for a long time, yeah, it means you work well together. So, yeah, it's yeah. We started uh, in with Part One Love. That was the first project, which is that documentary project about the men with HIV and love. So we started on that together, and since then we've been working and developing on projects together. Yeah. Um, Pete comes. It's interesting. Pete comes from a HR background, you know, so that's where he started. Yeah. Right. So he's very good with people, and he's very and you know uh, as a producer you know, people skills is probably the most important. Actually dealing with people, like that is the bulk of the job, yeah. you know. Um, and so in that sense, you know, and is, and is somebody who's really, really open um, about ideas. He's open about approaches. You yeah. know, when we did this crazy thing in Tasmania, editing this film in this way, a part of me thought, oh, God, what's Pete going to say? What's Pete going to say? <laughs> you know, because, you know, you, you wonder. But then, again, he supported it. He said, look... He sees the value in what we did. You know, yeah. of course, he gives feedback, just like everyone else gives feedback. You know, we take on all feedback, you know, um, and, and, um, but supportive, you know, and it's one of those things where you wonder, you know, you, ne you not wonder, you need to have a producer that actually supports your vision, you know. He challenges me sometimes, and sometimes I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, but... But at the end of the day, supports the vision because you don't want to be in that position where you're working with somebody that you don't believe in what they see. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I know that you've worked with him a lot. You've mentioned Tom Zabrecki uh, before, and would you would you say that would you have, have, any, have any other collaborators, people that you're like you bounce things off? I guess you know mainly. And I'm not saying how you send the script to me to read or something like that. But do you have? Somebody who anyone jumps on anymore? Mm, it's funny, like, you know, I've got a core group. What? What do you mean? No, say? no, nothing. Oh, no, <laughs> I just came joke? back to my mic, sorry. <laughs> um, I just finished playing with your dog for a second. <laughs> this is rocking back. Um, you know, I've got a close group of friends that I share things with, you yeah. know, and obviously, you know, some of them work in film, some of them don't, mm -hmm. you know. But I think it's really important as you're going through this stuff to actually have that group, you know, because yeah. sometimes you want to bounce ideas off people that you trust and you trust you know and some of them are di and I like it because not all of them have the same opinion not all of them have the same obviously vision as me you know yeah. and some of them look at my work and go what the fuck is this like I don't understand <laughs> what this is yeah. you know um, and you know I either 
you know, take it on board and, and readjust or take it on board and say, well, that's my vision. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, and so there's certain things that, um, there's certain people that um, I kind of expect a response from, but I like it because then it's, you know, like I can get that that version of, 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 of what I've done from them to see yeah. if it resonates or doesn't resonate. Yeah. I know, and I know, like I know from any feedback that I give you, you, you don't like negative feedback, but you want it. Yeah. I mean, no... Of course you want people to say, I love it, I love it, I love yeah, it, yeah. you know, and sometimes they do, you know. Yeah, that's um, what I mean, but you want that, you want that feedback that challenges you sometimes. Yeah, 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 and it's good because, and you know, I think you are confident enough in your work to take it or not take it, you know, yeah. and you know your work enough to go, yeah, I can see that really fitting or, yeah. you know, I don't see that fitting at all, you know, and so, and we were lucky with Risen because, you know, we were funded obviously by Screen Australia and we had... Um, um, a Screen Australia um, person on board that uh, her name's Natalie and she was she's fantastic because she her feedback was on the money you know like she had the same idea and I think what worked is that she had the same idea as us she had the same vision and she sort of saw it and she respected our vision but then came on board with this really amazing feedback and you know like you, you really want to align yourself with people who challenge you yeah. you know um, but also align with where you're going to, sure. you know, and sometimes you get, you know, sometimes you get blind, you get blinded by certain things and you don't see certain things a certain way. And when someone says to you, well, what about this? And you're like, oh, I didn't think that. Like, you know, and this world arisen so big that there's so many elements involved that, you know, you can't see every single one of them. Do you know? Like, and there's so many, arisen is one of those ideas that always, you bring it up and people always have opinions about it. Because it's yeah. about drugs, you know. Yeah. It's about the idea of this creation of drugs. It's about this divide between the east and the west, or you know, and yeah, it's yeah. you know, there's a whole world there's around. There's a connect it. for a lot of people in there. What was that? There's a connect yeah. for a lot of people, uh, yeah. a lot of audience watching yeah. that. Yeah, uh, and you know, you can identify with one character. You can't, and and there's and it's one of those films that morally you question too. So when you watch it, and particularly the bigger world it's going to be full of moral questions and challenges. So yeah. when you as an audience member watching it, you know, you're going to be on board, for example, with one character and really root for them the whole time. And then at the end, they're going to do something potentially that is not aligning with your morals um, that will challenge you, you know, yeah. um, and <clears throat> it's not necessarily they're doing the wrong thing, but they're making a choice based on their circumstance. And this is the whole thing I love with my filmmaking is challenging uh, people's perceptions of certain things. And, you know, thinking, you know, one way, of doing things but then when you when you think or do something else about you know whatever it is that you're doing in your life um and and, and capture another perspective you know it's funny this this is more you can see this stuff in my work like with the prodigal son for example the father character and yeah. i won't harp on this too long but the father character my uncle i could have easily portrayed as a villain do you yeah. know he says awful things like yep. i'm going to take a gun and if i see that you know my son is gay partner i'm going to shoot them yep. like he says awful awful things but at the end, you don't hate him. No, I've been in screenings where um, some of the lines that he has, people will giggle and laugh a little bit, even though he's just come off saying things like you've just said. Mm. Um, he, he really yeah, stays as this, he's just a, a human being. Well, this is it. And you empathise at the end. You go, look, he's really stuck in his ways, you know, and you can, not that what he's saying is right by no. any means, but you can see that he's a human and he's struggling, do you yeah. know? And this is the thing that I'm saying with Risen too, like there's these questions around, you know, morality that I want to bring up and I want to challenge people on their own 
thinking, you yeah. know, because often we're living in a bubble and we're very lucky because, you know, like, you know, I'm very lucky, you're very lucky. We are living in a great society here, at least with our family, friends, you know, we're supported, all this sort of thing. But what happens when these characters don't have the support? What happens when the government doesn't support you? What happens, you know, in that situation? And so, and you're divided, you're literally physically divided by, you know, these fences and these fence lines and you're going to survive yeah. in some way. So, after talking to you, you know, for this last however long, it seems that, you know, I can see you get passion, more passionate almost as you go along. Obviously, I know Prodigal Son was a very personal, passionate film, but I can see that you, you get more passionate as you go on. And this film, Risen, seems to be something that almost can't contain itself in a short film format. It's going to, it's how you know, show it and sell it to the, the world. Where do you go from here? Like, have you got any particular aspirations to go into a different type of format or a short film where you're going to... Stay for a long time. No, so obviously Risen is for TV series. Like that's our, our sort of main goal. Yeah. There's also a web series, which is interesting too, you know, um, which is again something that, that we're exploring as well for this. Um, but it's such a big world that I want to do that world justice. And I think that is for television, you know. Yeah. the uh, So obviously, uh, you know, I guess my stories are getting bigger you know, and yeah. so, um, and that's with other ideas that I have too. They're just naturally growing, and I feel like short film's great. And I, you know, I, you know, I had a, in, in my career I had like a couple of years break, you yeah. know, from it, yeah. um, and I recently sort of come back in again. But, but um, for for me, you know, I I'm guided by the stories, and the stories are getting bigger, and and that's just the way I'm thinking at the moment, and the way I'm feeling. And so, I guess whether that means TV series, whether that means feature web series, any sort of long-form yeah. stuff. I'm actually really interested in exploring VR too, yeah, virtual reality right. and the potential of that. You know, um, it's still obviously in its infancy, but, you know, even with something like Risen and VR, this idea of these floating bodies, like it just, it lends itself to that sort of stuff. And yeah. so that's something I'd love to explore too. So it just, it really is about time and finding the time to, sure. to do all that. But also, um, you know, we have just started... We're finishing this 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 proof of concept or this short film, I should say, and we're moving on to developing the series. So, um, going for the next sort of six months, we're getting some writers together, some story producers together, and creating this world. And we're creating a bible, which is like you know, um, episode guides, character guides, this sort of thing, where the series could go. Um, with the development money that we got from Screen Australia, so we're going to be using that money to 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 basically flesh out this world. Okay. Would you consider, uh, ever with your animated background and with... Prostitution? And yes. With, uh, <laughs> just to get some extra money. Uh, and, and, you know, using your humour uh, mixed with Pete's humour, would you ever consider remaking uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Because <laughs> that's one of my favourite films of all time. Yes. And that could be something that could be really dark and yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, in its darkness. But yeah. um, to be honest, no, I haven't considered no, it. No, haven't um, you? <laughs> but I'll pop that down in my notes on my phone. Can um, you? And, and revisit uh, it later. <laughs> I just feel, I feel that it's right up your alley. Uh, you know, uh, I can't remember. When like, you sell out and go to Hollywood. Yeah. And anyway. their first idea is, what are you going to do? And you're like, you know what? I'd love to remake Who Framed like, Roger Rabbit. Have you Rabbit? heard of Roger Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> What's the girl called in it? The female uh, character? Oh, uh, Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's good, man. Look. Uh, I know that from seeing you grow from a young little 
uh, boy Last. to <laughs> <laughs> the big man that you are today. No, uh, watching your career grow has been great. Uh, I look forward to seeing what happens in the future. But um, hey, thanks for thanks for letting me come in and, and speak to you. Oh, look, my pleasure. Thank you for um, asking really good questions. Cheers.